Welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast, as it usually is. My name is Pierce, and as I usually do, I have Caroline with me again today. Hello, Caroline. Hi. What's Hi. up? How's it going? Not much. Getting hyped to talk about all the losing. <laughs> it's been a little rough, you That's guys. That's the topic of this week's podcast, losing. It's, this week's called Not Great, Bob. <laughs> what is it to lose? What have we lost? Why are we losing? <laughs> Listen more. There's your there's your promo at the beginning. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, we have plenty of games to talk about because uh, we've we've had some scheduling issues. But uh, yeah, it's it's sort of the same theme for all of them. So it does sort of wrap together. I, you know, we'll go over uh, each of these, and obviously, there's sort of different things to be frustrated by, and a few things here and there to be encouraged by. Uh, but the end result is still L's. But before we get into the specific games, I think I saw someone talk about this, and I, I don't even think it was related to UVA, but then I think I saw Paul or someone on Twitter related to UVA, and, and I was already feeling it. This season's so weird. Mm-hmm. That How weird is it? Oh. That it, it, it is hitting very different than previous years of losing yeah and i you know i think a little of that is probably the the sort of the the overarching sense of doom that real life has already and so you're sort of like "Eh, sports everything else is awful so who cares Uh, so there's some of that but really just it's the season so weird because of the lack of fans at these games the you know we didn't get the the usual uh you know we don't get to go to them you know so we're not there we don't get the the usual like warm-up games people are in and out because of covid i don't know it just it isn't hitting me other than obviously i'm watching it and obviously you know it's annoying when they lose and i yeah. I, I i'm rooting for them and i am emotionally invested but it's just sort of like uh it's it, it's all sort of fake anyway and yeah, i would feel that yeah. way even if they were winning you know maybe yeah. obviously they beat clemson like that that would have been some sort of <laughs> all-time amazing upset but uh, you know some if they had gone two and two instead of zero oh and four in these last four i'm sort of going well yeah they look good i can't wait till next year when it's real life <laughs> you know? yeah I, <laughs> I don't know how to better explain it than that but i think other people are feeling that way so i'm, I'm sure some of our listeners are nodding along because it does just sort of feel like like exhibition season yeah and there's there's a lot too with like i understand some of the stuff that virginia has done this season why it's extra frustrating is because it feels like it's stuff that virginia fans would normally pride themselves on the ways that they wouldn't lose so like you don't lose because you get false starts or you know the ineligible ineligible receiver downfield like the timeout issues like some of these things you're like that's not who virginia is like that's not how they lose the games but when it comes to preparation too, I'm like, look, if there's a game, that means Virginia prepared well, <laughs> like because you have players to play the game. And, yeah. and I think that it's easy to kind of forget in your personal life. In some cases for me, I haven't gone anywhere, done anything. So it's become very routine with dealing with COVID for me at this point. Like when I leave the house, it's like wallet, keys, phone mask hand sanitizer you know like you kind of add those things and it becomes way more routine but it's still a ton of work to keep 
these, you know, a whole team of players or the whole athletic department or whatever else you want to say, healthy, sticking to the rules, not getting discouraged and just saying like, screw it. I'm going to go see my friends. Like, this is not something that was hard at the beginning of the season. And now like is easy. This is going to be hard for the entirety. So like, I'm not excusing the stupid mistakes by any means. And we'll get into those, but like the fact that that's more important to me, the, like the health and safety and well-being of the players, like, yeah. And and I'm with you. Like, I'm kind of like, who can, I do. And it's a good point because even, you know, if you're listening to this and you're going, these guys are are crazy. I'm, I love (laughs) the football team and I'm just as impassionate about it. And even, even with all this, like, you know, COVID nightmare, I'm using this as a, as as an escape, and and now my team's not winning. Yeah. I mean, how can you not be utterly frustrated? That's a perfectly fine way to feel, too, for sure. I mean, it's why we like sports, right? It's why we get invested in sports and do podcasts about sports, you know. But I the the COVID's impact on the preparation for this team as a season is huge, even though they're getting to play it eventually. And and yeah, they've had some time, and yeah, every team is dealing with it. But just because every team is fielding teams most weeks <laughs> and yeah. was ready, you know, in general to start doesn't mean that every team has had the same resources in personnel and, and what they've been able to do behind admittedly closed doors. All of it's been closed doors. So what, you know, what's what's issue number one? Maybe the defense has clearly taken a step back since last year and the issue number one a is replacing bryce perkins and most of that falls on brennan armstrong whether that's fair or not but he's the quarterback that's who it's going to fall on to so and and then the other games that we played about without him it's fallen on on those guys as well so right. what do we know in terms of where this defense that looks like it has pretty solid depth uh, what were they able to sort of run back through the summer and build off a successful year defensively? Maybe not as much as in a normal year, or easily hey, not yeah, as much yeah, in yeah. a normal year, and maybe not much at all. Um, 100%. Are, is every team dealing with this shit? Of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's clearly been exacerbated in UVA's issues. Uh, you know, new quarterback who's been the system but hasn't been the guy. Well, he's yep. not getting the reps you know when a person loses a game and a half so this is and this is where i look at it too like again people are going to say that explaining it away or making excuses one uh, you're absolutely right i 100 percent agree like (laughs) it's i'll be upset for like 45 minutes an hour after the game and then i kind of remember like "Ah, everyone gets eligibility again everyone's bowl eligible right like the way i kind of look at it too is like Virginia, when the seasons was changed around, so the 10 games, no divisions, Virginia wasn't going to finish second. Like, I don't think I'm being too hard on anybody. Um, And I I say second because Clemson is far and away the best team in the ACC. So I just don't see this as outside of like, at this point, you know, we talked to Coach Mendenhall yesterday for media availability. And they're focused on output, not outcome. And that must be like, I can get why that would be frustrating for a fan potentially, but like, this is a season, like you said, it's kind of like a, a exhibition, a gimme, like granted, they won't bring every single player back. Like that's just not how it's going to work. And it's not sure. how Bronco does red shirts anyway, but 
that's where I need to see the progression and the frustrating things, the things that are annoying me or really bugging me, like some of the play calling stuff or some of the, the timeouts, like whatever. I need to see some of that get fixed over the back end just to see, you know, how things progress. But like, you, if you don't have your quarterback for a game and a half of the two most winnable games that you had in that four game stretch, and then the other two games are against number one and number 11, like, what, yeah. uh, like <laughs> well, no one, no one was going to pick them to, to beat Clemson and they played well, which was, yeah. well, that's sort of the frustrating thing. And it's, plenty of it can go to losing your quarterback, but let us not forget that in that state game before Armstrong got hurt, he looked awful oh for sure just he, awful he, he had looked bad in first halves in other games but sure. this was and like that, a new level a, this was like a new and that's like it been good. a team-wide yeah. issue um you know i guess in my in the miami game case they they turned it around after giving up a touchdown immediately so yeah. i don't know maybe that's a benefit that but first there, drive was so beautiful by Virginia. so many issues on top of armstrong not being not playing very well and also not being there to play. I mean, you know, yeah. Lindell Stone came in and and it it was it was fun to see him toss it around and he he probably should have thrown more interceptions in that state game <laughs> yes. and yeah. didn't yeah. until the pick six. He was getting lucky, but he was throwing the ball around. It was you know, it was sort of that Matt Johns uh coming back and and almost beating UCLA way back when. Yeah. Um but he, you know, Stone's not the answer. And then the weight game, they they tried their best with the carousel and had had some success. Yeah. And then a couple plays, the wheels come off, and you have to play Stone because you have to throw the ball. And I guess they don't trust, or the other guys are physical. I mean, Armstead's not hurt, so and I know I've seen him throw the ball, and but you know they clearly yeah, don't. Yeah, I think that's trust. Right, like he's the youngest one. Um, so yeah, so you're you're working with that, and and. And then you get you get Armstrong back, and he he doesn't do enough to beat a, a decent Miami team. I'm not gonna say Miami, Miami is not a top five, 15 team if you lined up all the the teams across the country, but they are ranked that way for a thousand reasons. Their record, yeah. the the inability for the other schools to play, they're just not that good. I think but that like, they're. I think that they're a team that struggles and this is something that Miami's done for a while that sometimes will struggle to play their consistent level um Mm -hmm. that can be very good but instead they will kind of fluctuate with competition I do think that Virginia played well for a lot of that game the offense didn't do we'll get into more deep but yeah this this year's football team to me feels a lot like last year's basketball team in the sense that you lose a, a couple big pieces um, you know, specifically, you can basically call Bryce Perkins. <laughs> He's the big all three. three of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Bryce Perkins. And, and that's like, we talked ahead of time. Like maybe a few of us got a little too high on like, hey, I think they might actually, because you're right. Like the way that the defenses had time to develop, maybe we oversold or overthought where they would be. And whether that's a combination of like us projecting their growth or, you know, them not having the same developmental time because of everything COVID, but the margin for error is just so slim. So, you know, last year when that team, if they couldn't get a couple buckets to go, like they were in deep shit, like that was, you know, and you look at that weight game, they basically, basically had three mistakes and like, that's it. Like that was the game. And so that's where this team is operating is that line of like, okay, they missed one run. So they missed the field goal. I'll count the like holding that called back the first down the end of the drive that led to the field goal, whatever. But 
you know, you miss a run gap that leads to a 75 yard touchdown drive and then muffed punt. Like that's literally it. That was, that was all it took for a, a high octane offense like Wake Forest to put it out of reach of a team that really needed consistency in the quarterback position. And so I have a hard time getting like super down or super hard on the coaching staff or the players or whatever else that's like, you know, there's, I know it's a small group of Twitter, but if you're tweeting things about like moving on from the coaching staff, I need everyone to stop. Just put yeah, the that phone doesn't down. make any sense for it's any the dumbest team thing I've during, ever heard. COVID, but... It doesn't make sense during the pandemic. It doesn't make sense in general when you're talking about no, Bronco Mendenhall. Like it's yeah. so dumb. Like, um, so it's not like, that's the stuff that will, where I'm kind of like, they, oh, okay. It's not the there problem. are, there, there are concerns that, haven't been you know a play yeah. here and there for sure and and some of them are are to be expected and some of them are not expected and the play of the front seven though they did turn it on against Miami and and played pretty well against Clemson but the play of the defense overall this season has not been good and that's just not something we really expected yeah I don't think anyone saw all Americans in the secondary but we made up for that by having a, a pretty darn strong front seven that that's hasn't been consistently out. good. Right. And that's why I'm saying that's, that's a major concern that was unexpected. Well, and you know, they've got, they've got time to turn it around and, and play well. And, and if they play like that against Miami, then, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll have a successful season, but so far it's been alarming to see that they haven't played well as a unit. I think um, one of the things that Charles Snowden said this week or last week, and I'm sure some people will roll their eyes or say, get over it or deal with it or whatever stuff you want to say. He said that he's been more affected by not having fans there than he thought he would. Yeah, um, makes sense. And I think for defensive players, especially ones that thrive. So if you look at where they've had their two best games, right? Um, Clemson, 19,000 fans. Miami, I think they had 13 or 14,000, if not more. Um, and I'm not saying that like to give him a pass because they don't and they're not asking for a pass. He's just saying that these are things that, you know, some of the weird things that are standing out. It was really good to see him play better. These guys know that they need to play better, but it's just one of those like I get more nervous when a team has third and 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. than if it's third and two. Well, like, and, and that that brings me to, you know, I obviously we have a list to, to go through, but <laughs> yeah. one of them and it's just there's just so many plays in these games and you can you can you can point out specific backbreaking penalties yeah um specific third down and long conversions that you give yeah. up or or the boneheaded turnovers like in in the wake or the boneheaded turnover in the wake game or the yeah. pick six in the nc state game yep there was a mojo with bryce perkins that we just yeah, they didn't win every game and yeah, they didn't look great every game, but they look like a team that had gotten past these, like, uh, for lack of a better word, like loser team antics, you know, uh, yeah. and like I've been a UVA football fan and a Lions <laughs> football fan, my, you know, my whole life. I know a team that looks like you can see the mistake coming mm -hmm. and now they're playing like that. And, and that it, you're, you're like, God, we love Bryce and yeah, he was so, so important and so good, 
but is it really some sort of freaking mentality like some ghost he was able <laughs> no. to to take away from the team and now that he's gone you know you know what it really speaks to obviously is 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 coaching you know you build a culture and you build a culture of confidence and and your team your confident teams make plays and so we think we're getting there with the Mendenhall having his guys and 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 not making those mistakes and winning those close games and now that was all sort of regressed and there I don't, are a thousand see, I'm reasons that, why I'm but not that dramatic that's on the it. look of it I well I mean that's like, what I'm, I'm saying not, that's what they've looked like so I don't far. know that it's necessarily like everything that I've heard from players from coaches from talking to them like the vibe is still con- like there's the vibe is still there yeah. like they're still confident they're not because I get like the idea anyone who was at the Bronco era season beginner Richmond that game (laughs) if you want to talk about here we go again vibes like that was it encapsulated like that like I think that was a muff punt to start the game or something or whatever muff muff kick um so I guess like there's some things and and there's definitely more of a sense of foreboding like when I'm just always constantly worried about like what mistake is coming and I think a lot of that's just check for a flag every good play you're like well but is it coming back and, and half the and, time it is. <laughs> and so some of that, like one of those, look, I gotta say, I don't want to see that ref team ever again from <laughs> Miami. I, yeah. you know, I, I've said like, I don't like, you know, Virginia did more than enough to put themselves in a bad situation, specifically around the timeouts. God, that's going to drive me nuts. And, and Mendenhall addressed it. Look, you talk about conditioning, the way that Rhett Lashley likes to play the way that Miami's playing offense this year the team was gassed and I don't bl- like it's hard uh, yes I hope that they are developing getting but this is again teams that lost huge conditionings amounts of time like with the actual staff anyway mm-hmm. whatever but some of the like that was the softest holding call I've ever seen like if you're throwing a flag on that like you have to throw in every single play because that's the kind of stuff that happens every single time mm-hmm. and it's just like you know, they should have been down another defender for that cheap shot on Terrell Jana. There should have been like, yeah, that pass interference, late flag. It's just like the whole thing. But yes, they're just, I don't know. I just don't know where to put my feelings. For you know season. what teams uh, are always feeling like the refs are persecuting them? Um, let's see. Well, certainly the Detroit Lions. Well, uh, I don't feel like they're, <laughs> I don't feel like they're being persecuted. No, <laughs> like, but in that, like, in that game, obviously it seemed yeah. like, I mean, it's, it all piles on. It just itself. didn't help. It wasn't yeah. the cause. It just, it's one of those things like when you're trying to, you know, and off an upset. We haven't talked about. Uh, I didn't count them up, but the drops. You know, you got a you got a quarterback coming back from injury who has had ups and downs, and you're trying yeah. to beat a, a top ranked team on the road and rebound, and and your wide open drops. Like God, yeah, that's brutal. Brutal. Um, uh, you know, and especially when we're talking about losing Bryce Perkins, well, we also lost guys who literally, literally never, never dropped. dropped. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, another huge, a, 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 something we knew was going to be a question mark, not yeah. only Bryce Perkins, but also losing those top receivers. Um, and instead, miraculously, I don't know, miraculous, it's not the right word, but like, if you had told me that the running game was going to be averaging like 4.4 mm-hmm. yards per carry, I would have told you you're a crazy person. Like, yeah, it's, I just, a, I a wasn't strength. expecting it. The, the, the line has, has played yeah. uh, pretty darn well overall, I would say, um, other than some brutal penalties that keep coming, you know, yeah. um, uh, the center I know has had a couple and a couple, a couple holds, games. Yeah. yeah the, the just at the absolute wrong time. 
Um, but they're running quarterbacks, you know, being able to shuffle them and, and they've had success. Thompson's fun to watch. I mean, he's not quite Perkins. He's, he's got sort of a different vibe. He sort of yeah. runs to me like, um, like Sewell used to, to look on the field, but, uh, you look, know, I gotta say it's too, always ups and downs, but it's, it sucks to see the downs outweigh them yeah. <laughs> right, right now. As much as the, there is plenty, uh, there have been ill time. There's never a good time for a penalty, but there are some that are way more ill-timed than others, it feels like. Um, considering the amount of changes and adaptation that they did instilling, I still think, like, I get it. They lost to Wake. They lost to Miami. I get it. But the job that was done by the players and, you know, like, the coaches, if you want to talk about getting prepared, like, they f- relatively seamlessly just started running a very successful in the terms no, of yeah, yard, to yard pickup three quarterback system. Yeah. Like there were no, you know, penalties for too many men on the field. There were very yeah. few false start penalties. Like, you know, obviously I think this kind of compounds when you have like where, you know, Tony lined up covering up grant on the line, which led to that, t- that touchdown coming back. Yep. Um, but you also like, and there's a lot of situations like, there are three people in that situation that I think had an opportunity or we should hope would say something. And that's Tony Grant and, and Brennan. Right. Um, like that's primarily on the person who does it. Um, but we want to ha- make sure that the, you know, the players on the team too are also saying like, Hey, back up a step. You're covering me up. Like, you know, it's a whole, anyway, so I, I, I digress, but yeah, like the drops hurt the underthrown passes, you know, when there's a guy open and it's kind of underthrown, um, and it's just like, this is good. Bronco called it the toughest schedule he's ever faced. I mean, it's up there. Um, you know, uh, and, and, uh, one thing we haven't talked about is wake is apparently pretty darn good. I mean, yeah, so is NC yeah. state, you know, they're beating yeah. other teams. Um, these aren't, you know, yeah, well, we're Duke's, not alone. Duke sucks, but <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got so that W, but they didn't. They didn't. You know, it wasn't a convincing win for the Hoos, but <laughs> you know, we all know that it would be hard to have a convincing win in the first game of this season, regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just they haven't been able to to put it all together, and there's a plenty of reasons why. And they're playing teams that are pretty decent, but it it's certainly still obviously disappointing uh, yeah. to anybody. Three three road games. And two against top 15 you got carolina coming up who look you know sometimes like world beaters and sometimes like same old overhyped unc but certainly <laughs> look, they've, I, they've yeah. got some good players and certainly they are very capable of playing at a really high level so you think you know it, it is going to present a pretty stiff challenge for the I, I will flat out admit i am extremely concerned for how this plays out on saturday <laughs> yeah i think that's the most <laughs> likely result yeah. their strongest positions are quarterback and wide receiver right and by and again you guys know me i'm not trying i'm not knocking it. it the secondary has struggled they'll tell you that you've had injuries in the secondary with Blunt and Brenton Nelson. We don't know yet if they're going to be available. Um, I will say, and I, I think I tweeted something about this, but um, does it seem like there's a higher percentage of also just like circus catches against, I mean, there've been some wide open ones. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. the first Miami touchdown was like, you know, I think I could have 
caught that and like run with the last <laughs> bit in. But there have been some that I was just like, okay, that was actually like relatively like good coverage, and the guy just came down. God damn it! You no, I catch feel a like break. The, if it, because it, it, the two years ago team, it felt like every team was. Ah, that's catching fair. one-handed <laughs> yeah. behind the back yeah. craziness yeah, that's so fair. That's we fair. can't say it always ha- you know <laughs> no, that's true I think mostly I'm just thinking about the Miami the guy that got his like shin in and I was like god damn it yeah I mean that um, was just a great play by yeah and a great player and and yeah and yeah Miami's like I know I said at the beginning they're not great I don't think they are but obviously they have some dudes who who are very strong and and capable of doing stuff like that um you know, I, I, honestly, I, I expected more out of King uh, watching him, and and hopefully that speaks to UVA's defense did show up and was able to, I think they to handle really him a well. little bit better. Um, you know, we could take the NC State route against uh, Howell and just hit him in the head so he has to leave the game. And no, let's not do that's that. That's what they did to us. Uh, the, oh, the gotcha, state, gotcha. I mean, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. apparently, you know, you lose your safety, but. <laughs> when, I still when, when it takes out the starting quarterback for two and a half games, um, nothing else. You know, it's football. That that yeah. shit happens. Just trying to give our, all our state listeners a hard time for their <laughs> dirty football team. Um, that was so never going to be the best team in its state ever. So, ha. Um, <laughs> speaking yeah, of I... which, we might be what fourth best in the Commonwealth uh, yeah. right now. Uh, you know, I think it's fair to say, as, as a friend of mine said, what are, who's our one and four, right? Mm-hmm. We're, yep. we're the best one and four team I've seen, you know, because yeah. they do look pretty strong in, in certain ways. This isn't some downtrodden, talentless. No, uh, not at all. But they're still one and four, and, and it's it's just been brutal to uh, to watch them, you know, collect those losses. So I, I, th- I do think that the front half of the schedule is uh, harder. Uh, anytime you have Clemson on like that half of it is going to be more difficult. Um, that is not to say that I think that they're going to go five and one down the back half, you know, UNC Louisville isn't doing great, but they, they have played a couple games really yeah. well. Same goes to FSU. BC looks legit and the Hokies have looked pretty strong. Um, not so much. They also Wake lost Forks, to Wake. I know. I know. Yeah. But, um, but Wake looks good. So. And no, I'm saying like, I don't think that they are, there are a few games in this front half, like Clemson and Miami and Carolina, where mm-hmm. I, I normally don't just go, oh, they're ranked, they're going to beat. But I do think that those are three of the better teams in the ACC. I think the rest of the middle part can get a little slutchy is all I'm saying. Um, but all of those teams, like I said, Virginia is going to succeed against a team that relies mostly on their run game with a passer that they can kind of try and get to right mm-hmm. uh Jerkovic has been really good for bc mm-hmm. um cunningham has some like real lethal weapons like with atwell like those scare me um so yeah it's gonna be tough but you know what that's 2020 where everything's made up and the points <laughs> don't matter so i just you know like whatever here we go <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, uh, you wonder what are we going to see from from Armstrong if he stays healthy? Yeah. Um and uh, you know, yeah, what are we, we you know, what what are we going to see from these guys that we want to bring back next year as an experienced core to to a team that just won a division title, you know, and you hope that it just doesn't 
answer all the people said well with without breaks perkins they're going to be back to bad that's the most annoying thing because i don't yeah i don't think that the offense is the problem it is in some situations like but it's the not first, helping a lot well <laughs> but first, i know what you the mean the first yeah. four games sorry the first four games minus clemson so those three games until you got to miami the offense was doing enough to win the game yeah yeah i mean they weren't scoring what what's the goal 24 right and right they've done that against duke and got there against wake no they got to 23 against wake oh shit so they've only scored 24 points unless we're Am I confusing it? And the the goal is to not give up less than twenty four points. I mean, or, I think or, it's the same. It's a, yeah, I think it's <laughs> Both just more. Yeah. If you the, the idea is if you get to twenty four points, the defense should be able to hold the opponent right. below that, and and that's kind of like they're you know yes throwing the missed field goals or the whatever um, against Wake they should have gotten there. <laughs> The missed field goal would have gotten them there. Yeah, <laughs> like that should have. Well, been. against Miami, they had a touchdown getting nullified. You know, yeah, exactly. So there's always should have. <laughs> but that still would have only been 21. But it would have been enough to win the game. Um, no. So I'm just saying, like, of the two units, I think if you see a market improvement in the defensive backs in the secondaries, or you find a way to get the front seven to the quarterback more consistently. Mm-hmm which I feel like it's just been just short of like, they'll get good pressure. And then the guy still somehow gets off like a 22 yard pass because they're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I think if you see a marked improvement in the secondary, the makeup of these games look significantly different. I don't have as many issues with saying like, I want to fix X, Y, Z on the offense. I think for the most part, the offense has moved. Well, they need to finish. They need to finish better, but that's a problem that they had with Bryce Perkins. So that's not like, I don't think this is, and people will say that it's like, oh, they lost Bryce Perkins. They can't do anything. But I don't think that's remotely, I don't think that's an accurate representation of what's actually happening in this football team this year. No, it makes sense. Um, you know, that, that, yeah, they did have those same, I mean, yeah, it seems, you know, every year the teams are like, oh, we should finish our drives better, <laughs> you know, um, but they definitely had that with Bryce. Um, like those third and goal situations. Right. Like, I don't yeah, need that sure. anxiety in my life. You guys score on second down, please. <laughs> well, we uh, we'll be back to, to talk soon, hopefully about a win. Uh, and, you know, if they win against Carolina and look at you, you sort of totally wash away a yeah. lot of this again, because we're not really all that concerned with the record. It's more like, what do we see? Are we beating teams we want to beat? Obviously, we want to beat everybody. But you know what I mean? Like, they're they're. There, there does seem to be less consequence of the overall picture and more what can we take and look like, uh, you know, hopefully when we're back to real life that this is a successful football program. If they finish three and whatever, but those two wins are against UNC. And, well, okay, they're going to beat Abilene Christian, but <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Okay, so four four and whatever, and your four wins are the, the cupcake, Duke, UNC, and Virginia Tech. Like, I think we're all sort of like, fun season. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, man, that was great. You look back <laughs> on 2020, and you're like, wow, what a weird season, but they At beat everyone in, who mattered. Right, and in, in weird COVID land. Um, yeah. I don't know. Wait, but maybe we'll be able to, to to talk about a fun one against the Tar Heels. But, but maybe we'll <laughs> eventually get a basketball schedule, seeing as uh, the true. season starts in less than a month. It would be nice to know when and who the, <laughs> those, <laughs> those guys are going to play. The schedule is up to three officially on the mm-hmm. virginiasports.com site. Um, 
St. Peter's to open the season on November 25th. All right. And then November 27th against Florida. Both of those games will be in Bubbleville, a.k.a. Uncasville. Oh, that's probably why they did it. Uh, uh, Connecticut, up at the Mohegan Sun, where uh-huh. they played two years ago for one of those weird... One of them, yep. Yeah. Um, and then, as of right now, they still have um, Villanova on the schedule um, at Madison Square Garden probably no fans mm-hmm. um, which would be weird and then they're supposed to get a ACC Big Ten game I still it, imagine like if you have five non-conference and you play Florida Michigan State and right. Villanova Woo, right. that'd be fun with it'll t- be weird but uh with know, a bunch of new players <laughs> the biggest thing is going to be the these um you know you heard Ross sign talking about it before his interview with Tony um on his podcast the idea that if there's a positive case, the whole team shuts down uh, for quarantine. It just seems real hard to not predict a whole bunch of teams shutting down for a whole bunch of times uh, throughout this. So especially to see if they can pull it off. If the big 10 keeps their 21 day rule, Mm. uh, which they have for football. So I don't see why they wouldn't, but Mm -hmm. their starting quarterback who is actually their second string quarterback who had like an incredible game against Illinois to open the season, tested positive after the game. Again, I've got that stinks. Like, how does that work? Like yeah. did, he probably had it during the game. Right. Um, but they have, even if he has no symptoms, any of that stuff, they do a bunch of, it's good. This is good. I'm not saying like, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. Like, Cause they do a bunch of EKG stuff, check his heart, trying to make sure everything's, he has to get cleared through all of that before he can play. So 21 day minimum. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk more about basketball as it, it starts to come become more clear to us. Um, but uh, you know, uh, the UNC game coming up this weekend for the football team, and somebody's got to win. All the other teams keep losing too. So let's go ahead and hope it happens against the Tar Heels for the football team. Uh, so stay tuned to the blog for more preview stuff and certainly post game stuff. And we'll be back soon. And until then, go Hoops. <laughs>